Today on the Podcast Review Show, we've got Adam from the Tactical Breakdown Podcast. Welcome to the Podcast Review Show, hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from PodcastTalentCoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dave and Eric help you identify those things you are doing right so you can do more of those and lose those things that don't deliver value to your audience. Join in on the conversation at podcastreviewshow.com. Welcome to the Podcast Review Show. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. This is where we bring somebody on and we let them know what they're doing right so they can do more of that and find those things that maybe they should just back off a little. Tonight, we're looking at technical breakdown. We've got Adam and uh, joining me to help uh, weed through the good and bad stuff. You know him from podcasttalentcoach.com, Eric K. Johnson. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Dave. Ready to get back at it again. Adam, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. What uh, what inspired you to start your podcast? I've always been a, a teacher and instructor. Uh, used to be martial artist, um, or still am a martial artist, but I always taught and always trained. Um, and I love teaching people things. And one of the things that all my friends always told me was I talk a lot, um, sometimes too much. So when I heard about podcasting and I started listening and getting into it. Uh, it just kind of, I just kind of slid right into it. It's, it was a way for me to share information, talk to the people that I, I train with and work with and, uh, and get information out there that can be actionable for, for our men and women in law enforcement. And what's the, I guess we could say the goal. What's, what's the goal of the podcast? How will you know when it's successful? The goal of the podcast was basically when we talk about training in law enforcement and military and even for other first responder agencies, uh, they can be very insular. So they don't, they don't like to share their toys. Sometimes it's really difficult to get information from one organization to another. Mm. So the idea of the podcast was that I was going to bring on instructors and trainers and they could share their knowledge and information across North America and across the world. So if somebody's an instructor with LA SWAT and maybe they're doing something there that would be useful to maybe guys in Toronto Metro, that it was a way for them to get their information out without having to go through all the red tape. So that was the initial, the initial point of the podcast. Um, and to be successful, I, I just wanted if, if even one person found the information actionable, um, it kept one officer safer. Um, it, you know, made it easier for one person to do their job. I, I would find it successful. And I've already received so much feedback from guys that are that are saying that they've already put stuff into practice. Um, so I'd say I, I'm there as far as uh, like emotionally that I feel like I, I've done what I wanted to do. Nice. I know uh, it's definitely it's not a comedy uh, when, when we listen to the podcast, you know, <laughs> no. when, when, when I, when I, I, I love one of my clips here is, I don't know if you've seen that video of uh, there's a, a high risk stop was conducted on the highway and they get out and one of the officers gets shot, takes one in the arm. I just love the and fact, Hey, he takes one in the arm. The and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, you've got a great opening, a lot of energy. And uh, instead of talking about it, let me just play it. Welcome to, to the, the Tactical, Tactical Breakdown. Breakdown, a podcast for law enforcement, military, and emergency response professionals, Stand by. where we help you bridge the gap and talk training, tactics, and leadership with the best subject matter experts in the world. 
Checking in with you every week to deliver actionable intelligence and bring important resources and information to the men and women who serve. Here is your host, Adam Kanakin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kanakin. My guest today is Dr. Mike Simpson. Mike is the host of the Mind of the Warrior podcast and is a board-certified emergency medical physician. Our talk is going to be all about tactical medicine. We're going to talk about TCCC, care under fire, tactical field care. We're going to talk about self-care, current training and equipment, things that guys are doing in the field right now, talking about IFACs, talking about kit. There's going to be so much stuff in this podcast. I'm so excited to get it to you. So let's jump right into it and get Doc on the line. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I'm glad we could finally hammer some time down and get a chance to speak. There's a lot of things that I wanted to, to ask you because of your area of expertise. So before we jump into all of that, why don't you let the listeners know kind of who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Pleasure to be here, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. So Eric, I'll let you go first. I love the energy of the open. I love all the uh, production value that you added to it. A lot of the real life sounds and that sort of thing. I thought when you came in, you were a little soft uh, volume-wise compared to the energy of the open, and I had to kind of turn it up a little bit to kind of hear you there. Overall, I love that you jump right into it and get into it with him. I'm not a big fan of the first question, like tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. Uh, You know your audience better than your guest does, so I'd really kind of like to hear you uh, start with, like a real hard hitting question, you know, like, mm-hmm. Hey, you've spent uh, X number of years in the military or you're, you've uh, been on the force for so many years and hit him with a hard question or not, maybe not even a hard question, but something of interest right out of the gate. You know, the, the background of tell us about you, who you are, what your background is. That's probably something that you should include already in your introduction of him tell your listeners who he is and why you have him on the show to begin with. And then once you hit that, you let the, you kind of bring your listeners up to speed with the guest and then ask him a question that kind of just dives right into the content. If we need to explore his background and his history a little more as the content unfolds, we can dive into that a little bit later. Yeah. The, the thing that I noticed, and for me, it's like a deal breaker is I actually had to, I was listening to this in the car today. And when you came on, I had to grab the volume knob to hear what you were saying. It was because I had this whole, you know, the, the tires on the road noise. And I was like, I cannot hear him at all. Not a huge, the good news is that's super easy to fix, but I, I'm not sure what you're using to gauge your volume on that. But that was when I was like, mm, boy, he's, he, it's, the music's just a little too loud. In fact, um, the whole thing, you went like it's all all your volume levels are great. And it's not a huge deal. But all of a sudden, when you came in, you can see if you look at your wave file where it's actually smaller, like everything got a little quiet, just to, enough to where it's like, hmm, I have to to kind of, uh, you know, turn the volume up here to say that. And I, I noticed I'm kind of with Eric. I'm not a big fan of tell us about yourself. And I realize in this case that you're trying to get some street cred. But uh, if I play this quick little clip. Yeah, that's awesome. I was super excited when we started talking offline a bit about uh, exactly what you're doing right now. 
But to tie into the reason why I got you on the podcast in the first place was kind of more so your background and what you've done throughout your whole life. And I'm, I'm not going to kind of wreck it. I'm going to let you tell your story a little bit. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about, uh, about your time when you started from when you started with the military until now? So now you're giving a timeline and I'm not sure if, cause the whole first part, the, the thing that got me and that's where I was like, maybe, maybe just on one hand, you went through his story really fast. Like I did this and then I was a, a CT thing. And then I did the thing and I went into the service and did that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, if we're just going to skim over all this stuff, is there not a story in any of this that we want to go? Well, let's talk about the early days when you did this. Cause if we're just going to skim it, I'm like, do I need it then? If I just, mm-hmm. you know, if Eric goes, well, I was a, a program director and I was the male guy. And then I did this and I moved it up and I was the morning DJ and I did the, and I'm like, okay. So that was me to the point where finally, I think it was about six minutes in, you said this, which is one sure. I was so excited to have you on because you've, you, you can't, you don't only talk the talk, man. You've walked the walk. You've been on deployments. You're a active ER doctor. So I know that everybody listening here is going to be kind of on the edge of their seat when you, when you say something, because they know it's coming from a credible source. So I, I, I understand now kind of probably why you did this whole big story thing is you're trying to establish this guy's street cred, because at the beginning, the very beginning, that opening, you say kind of who he is and what he does. But we've gone through this whole, like, he was a, a, a baker, a candlestick maker. He did this. He did da, 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 that. I've actually forgotten at this point, who is this guy? And so when you say you're an ER doctor, I'm like, oh, that's right. That's why he's here. Um, so you did two things that I was kind of like you said to tie this back into the podcast. That to me was a red flag that, hey, we've gone outside of the podcast and mm-hmm. maybe talk about things that we're not. And then when you said... Uh, the ER doctor, I was like, oh, that's why. So uh, maybe it was just me. Eric, did you get confused with his, his kind of his story or is that just me? Yeah, a little bit. He has a really yeah. extensive background and qualifications to be on. I completely understand why he's here. Yeah. Um, but that little part right there where you said, oh, man, you've been this, that, and the other thing. That's kind of like where I would have hoped you had started. Like, give us that and then say, all right, then bang, hit us. Hit us with some some good content mm-hmm. um, because I understand that the the show is intended for like what do you say at the beginning? You say that the show is intended for law enforcement, military, and emergency response professionals, you know, and uh, actionable intelligence on the show, which is fantastic. Yeah. So let's let's hit us with that right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's a great point. I've battled with myself about how to kind of lead off because with our audience and the the market that we're in where we're talking to law enforcement military professionals there's there is a need to kind of establish yourself before somebody's going to listen to you because there is so much bs out there um and information that's not credible that from a law enforcement military side of things you're only really going to listen to somebody if you know they know what they're talking about so yep. it's kind of trying to find that balance of where can i establish him so that people are going to listen and, and, and jump into it. Um, and I think you're right. Like just having you talk there, like I'm thinking in my head, I'll be like, if you want this guy's complete CV, check out the show notes page or something where all that in-depth information can be in there. But, but yeah, that's, that was one of the things I wasn't quite sure about. Well, one, yeah, you know, you could hit the highlights, you know, the fact that he's been in uh you know, he was active duty. He was, you know, in the trenches, he was taking fire while he was trying to, you know, keep guys from bleeding out and that kind of, I mean, you get into a lot of that stuff later on in the, 
episode that really demonstrate his authority in the space. And, you know, with a well-crafted introduction of him before you jump into the interview, that might have established a little bit of that credibility. Because I completely understand when you're talking to military guys and police officers and and guys that are taking gunfire, like, you know, they're only going to listen to people who have been there and done it. And this guy obviously has. So, yeah, do do what you can to give that credibility up front and then roll it. Yeah, even even in like your intro with all the music, you could have said, you know, he's done, he, he toured this, he was, he served here, he did that, you know, kind of the, and this is where you know your, because the one thing that really stood out of this is you really know who your audience is through this whole thing. It's like, uh, and then you could, so you kind of know this guy's got this huge background. We don't need to mention everything. Let's pick the things that are going to make my audience, like you said, go, ooh, this guy knows what he's talking about. And that way we don't have to, all the other stuff we can get into later if we need to. But one of the things I, I liked, I really liked the intro. I'm with Eric. I, it was super clear on who this show is for. And if for some reason you were brain dead and you didn't get it, when you guys start talking like this. Most of the cadre that were teaching it not only had been uh, junior Charlies and then senior Charlies, <laughs> most of them had gone on to be uh, the 18 Fox on the team, the intelligence sergeant, and or some of which had even served uh, tours as team sergeant. So these were guys who were well-versed and had the broader picture. They not only knew the individual uh, and, you know, minutia tasks of exactly how you prep that cutting charge or prep that breaching charge. I think he said 18 Fox or something. Yeah. So when I heard that, so, so here's, here's the tough part too, is like, so I'm up here in Canada um, and Mike's obviously U S special forces. And there's a, there's a huge difference between their, their designations uh, for positions that, that we have or any other force allied forces around the world. So even some of those things I I have to look up afterwards. And if you want an acronym, uh, just talk to a military guy. We can make acronyms up for absolutely anything. Oh yeah. So that's, <laughs> there were quite a few of those so, in this episode. So, and, and that's the thing. A lot of the ones that we kept in there, like um, for example, T triple C uh, tactical combat casualty care. That's the, it's pretty much the gold standard for law enforcement military across North America, across the allied nations. So it's kind of like if you're in it, you know exactly what we're talking about. So it doesn't need to be explained if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's to me, when, when you guys start talking like that, if, like I said, if you didn't get it at the beginning, if you understand what that guy just said, then you're in the right place. And if you don't, maybe this isn't <laughs> podcast for you. So I, I always use the, uh, there's a story of house of cards on Netflix. The, the very, one of the very first scenes, um, the, kind of the, the main character kills a dog and they said the reason they did that is it draws a line in the sand because if that act offended you, you're not going to like anything else in the show. <laughs> so let's just get you out now. See you bye. So this was when I heard that I was like, you know what? I I'm a little lost on what he's saying. And I, I to me, yeah. that was kind of, I'm like, this is either probably really good jargon. Like this is, this is the, the, the tribe is talking to each other. I, I went to a military influencer conference and everything was like, well, I tried to go up to the, you know, it's not protocol. And then you got to do the R7 to get to the G9. And then, you know, then you do the, the whatever and the hokey pokey mm -hmm. and you turn yourself around. And I, I have no idea <laughs> what they were talking about, but there, yeah. there was a lot of real, I have a button here that just says real talk. If NAEMT is saying something different uh, and they might be, but uh I've worked with multiple organizations and, and I've heard multiple different reasons why, why they choose to do it a slightly different way. And, you know, a lot of people have adopted 
the March mnemonic as the way to do it, which is what T Tri C teaches. Um, but not everybody, you know, some, some people are old school and they're like, well, it's X ABC is almost the same. So I just do it that way. So I like that clip because to me, even though I understand half of what he said, I understand that if I was in your shoes, probably a, a teacher or, or a doctor or whatever is going, yeah, preach brother. Cause we all, like he mentions there, like you might have different paramedics doing things differently. And they're like, wait a minute. Like, shouldn't we all kind of be on the same page? And I was like, so this is probably something where I would think your audience is like, yeah, now we're talking about real issues. Um, so I, I thought that was a, a decent clip. Eric, what, any, anything you picked up along the way as well? No, I, I, I got into the acronyms and I'm like, man, this thing is full of acronyms. And I started going down that road too. Like we need to explain a little bit more. And then I thought, wait a minute. Cause I went back to the very beginning when you explained exactly who the show is for. And I thought, okay. And then at the very end, which we'll get to you say, Hey, you know, have a good shift. And I went, okay, now I get it. I mean, these guys are listening to the, to the podcast while they're out on duty or on their shift. And this is kind of something keeping them company and, and getting them up to speed with what they're doing. So the acronyms all made sense to me. Um, after I finished listening to the entire episode, though I didn't know what they meant, I understood that there really didn't need to be clarification for them because we're preaching to the choir and it would sound rudimentary had you explained every single acronym that you were using. <laughs> yeah. I'd, uh, I'd, uh, before I even started this whole podcast journey, I had a kind of one of those moments where I was like, I need to figure out if I'm trying to do this and get popular and get it out there to everybody, or if I'm doing this, which is to provide information that guys can guys and girls can use while they're on duty or, or out in the field. And, and I had to take that step and be like, okay, obviously there's going to be a huge chunk of people that are going to come across this that are like maybe an airsoft guy that they see tactical. Oh, that's cool. And then they still have no idea what we're talking about. And that's fine. You know, it's, it, it's super difficult to, to kind of, if you're not in it, it's, it's super difficult to explain to people what it is and why we talk like, like that. Yeah. It's like teaching a foreign language. Do you start at the beginning and you're teaching, you know, dog, cat, apple, milk, you know, me, you, or do you start, you know, at level three or level five and, you know, we're, we're helping. It's like podcasting. Are we going to start with a very beginner who doesn't know how to hook up a microphone or are we going to start a little more advanced on, on some advanced tactics that you could take with your podcast. It's just a decision you have to make. And, and looking at the, the target audience and the ideal listener that you have defined for this show, they're guys and gals already knee deep in it. And that's who you're talking to. So it, it makes total sense. And, and I can appreciate that you, you defined that ideal listener um, before creating the show. So you know exactly who you're talking to. And it comes through on the the form that you gave us describing that individual. And it comes through when I listen to the episode as well. And the great thing about that is when that person does come along and he or she finds this episode, they're going like, Oh man, somebody finally made the podcast for me. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's going to be the the payoff of that. Another thing, I think this is kind of a lengthy clip, but I'm going to, I'm going to let it go uh, because there's a point here. I still think that March is best. I still think, that addressing massive hemorrhage first is the best answer. And the reason I say that is somebody 
uh, with an arterial injury to an extremity, uh, you know, if they have uh, a brachial artery injury or femoral artery injury, they could die in three to four minutes, you know, maybe even a little bit, maybe even under three minutes. If they're amped up, their heart rate is high. Um, it could be less tech, you know, technically could be less than three minutes. It only took, takes me 30 seconds to put that tourniquet on. And that's also something that is a hundred percent treatable in the field. And so I'm going to actually, it goes on for another minute. Here's what I liked about that. Number one, I love the guy that was very passionate about this. Uh, You know, I will argue to the death of who's better, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar. You guys apparently will have a similar conversation on which do you do first? Do you, do you, you know, stop the hemorrhage or do you do the tourniquet first or whatever it is? Um, but the big thing you did in this clip that I liked is here's a guy and he's kind of on a little bit of a, a minor soapbox. He's stating an opinion that he obviously is very confident in and you just shut up. You just let him go. And I was, <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people kind of want to do a me too or, and you just, I mean, you, I, that clip is like almost two minutes long and you just let him go. And yet it wasn't to the point where he took over the show. He just had a really long opinion on that. And you just got out of his way. So that was one that I was like, that was cool. Cause he was, you know, he's making really good points and explaining why he, he believed it. And again, I was listening to this going, I, I almost want to faint. I'm not a big fan of blood. And I'm like, this is almost going to make me <laughs> faint just talking about this. Uh, well, he makes his point and then he goes, and here's why. And you just kind of step back and go, have at it. And he does. And he, and he's descriptive and, uh, very clear in his point and he gives great examples and uh, you know, you just teed it up for him and let him take it out of the park. I thought it was great. And there, I have all sorts of, I just thought it was interesting that we just kept talking about these different ones. Here's, here's a fun uh, example. Yeah. So to me, if you are carrying O2 tanks into a firefight, you are voluntarily running towards the enemy with explosives. And I was like, that's just not a conversation I have every day. Uh, I already played the one about the cop getting shot in the arm, you know, and I was like, and again, to me, that just showed, you know, exactly who your audience is and the people that, that work in this line of work are going to be like, I, I, you know, I had a guy get shot in the arm last week. Um, and the other thing I thought was really cool, because again, some of this stuff was, was going over my head, but then, you, you know, did, Dave, the, the, the part about the tanks, the oxygen tanks, yeah. you know, uh, he said, you know, you're you're walking into gunfire wearing a tank on your bed. You're basically wearing an explosive. And I thought, well, yeah, but don't you need it? And then he kept going into, well, yeah, but the the benefit that you get, you know, the one in a hundred that you're going to save because you have some oxygen for them uh, when you could have just, you know, the main thing that they're going to be suffering is is bleeding. That's what you're going to need to stop. If you know, you're going to have to stop the bleeding before you can administer oxygen anyway. So what's the point of taking it into gunfire when it's only putting you and everybody else in danger? So leave it, bring him back, stop the bleeding and then administer the oxygen. And I thought his, his answer and the fact that you let him go with his why uh, was just another great example of him getting passionate, explaining everything behind it. And going back to the beginning of your show where you want to give these people information they could use. That was a great example. Like you think you're helping by carrying this tank into gunfire because you're going to help the wounded. Uh, but in reality, you're putting everybody in jeopardy. And I thought uh, that, that just um, solidifies the purpose of the content. And then the other thing I thought that was cool is 
you do remember that maybe not everybody is following along because he is, again, he's got this great background <laughs> and he's spewing yeah. stuff. So you kind of do one of these. Either you do some type of trach tube or anything and then administer assisted breathing. You're mm-hmm. giving the body permission to be like, oh, okay, somebody else has got it. I'm going to step back. Uh, not exactly. So I, I love the fact that you're like, okay, let me summarize what you just said. And I think this is what it was. And he's like, nope, which is great because if you're thinking it as you're interviewing him, there's probably somebody that's going to be listening to this going, going, so wait, we shouldn't administer this now. And it's like, so I thought it was really cool that you kind of double backed and, and said, Hey, what's uh, what's the deal with that? Yeah. So I kind of cheated on that one. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. um, so here's, here's how I cheated. He, so I, I listen to Mike's podcast pretty regularly whenever he puts them out. Um, and I've, he actually had a full uh, two hours talking kind of about the, the same topic, uh, mm-hmm. what that one specific topic. So I knew where he was going to go with it. And that just came into me doing my research on the episode. So when he started explaining it and he, he had gone through that first portion of the explanation, I was trying to take the point of the person listening, not knowing and not having the experience of listening to the two hours of him talk about it before. So I was like, from this perspective, it sounds like you're saying this and hoping and he did correct and and kind of re-explain it and go in a little different direction to to kind of do the workaround so that you got to got the basic context behind the the point. So that's genius because most people would would want to make the guests know that they knew what they were talking about. And so you would say, uh, you would say, well, yeah, Adam, but don't most people think this over here? And they say, oh, exactly. That's that's what they think. Instead, you kind of, again, teed him up so he could take it out of the park without having to to demonstrate, you know, your in-depth knowledge of everything or, or make reference back to his episode or anything like that. You just set him up and let him go again and made him look great, which made you look great as well. Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause again, I was like, the whole purpose of this isn't for me. Like I don't sell products. I don't, I'm not trying to establish myself as the, I, there's no way I could establish myself as an expert in all of these different topics with all these people that I talk to. So I, I sit there and I can honestly say like, I don't know this stuff as well as you do. So why don't I ask him? He's the expert. Like, it doesn't make sense to try to pretend like I know what I'm talking about when I don't. Right. It's great. And that leads us to, we get to the end and this is, uh, it goes a little something like this. On, on all these topics that we've just talked about, you have uh, episodes out that go much more in depth on Mind of the Warrior. So what I'm going to do here on ours as well is I'm going to link those for everybody to listen to. So if you want a little bit more of an in-depth look at, at what we've just talked about, you can check those out on Mind of the Warrior podcast. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the first half of my interview with Dr. Mike Simpson. To catch the second half, which will be coming out in the next day or two, make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player, and you'll be the first to get a chance to listen to it. If you haven't already, make sure to check us out at thebreakdown.ca. We are giving away a gear bag full of equipment for those of you who subscribe to the podcast. It's completely free, so make sure to jump on and do that today. Share it with your friends uh, and colleagues. And I look forward to continually bringing you guys this content. I look forward to launching the second half of this interview with Doc. You guys are really going to enjoy it. And coming up on the podcast, we have amazing guests, people like Tony Blauer, Jay Dobbins, and so many more. So I hope you guys are enjoying the content. Have a great rest of your shift. 
and make sure to stay safe. No music for the sake of nothing. So there's <laughs> so nice not to have that. Uh, Eric, what were your thoughts on the ending? On the ending itself, I thought you had a great call to action. Hey, if uh, we're giving away the gear bag, head over to the website, uh, get registered and that sort of thing. And that was pretty much it. Send people to the website. So I love the real focused call to action. I love the tease. Hey, coming up in future episodes, we're going to talk to some more great guys like A, B, and C. I thought that was awesome. I, I would have liked maybe a little more specifics like, uh, hey, coming up on the next episode, we're going to do part two, but then that's going to be followed by um, this one on that episode and this or maybe some dates, if not episode numbers, just so I can go, oh, you know what? I really wanted to hear that guy talk about EMT. So, you know, I'm going to tune into that particular episode. But I love the fact that you're teasing upcoming episodes, teasing upcoming content to get people to come back. I thought that was great. Throughout the entire show, uh, you kind of bounce between this group speak where you're speaking to a crowd and an individual speak where you're speaking to one person. And your content becomes much more powerful when you and I are having a conversation or when I'm the third person sitting in on your interview. And at the very end there, you do it perfectly. You say, hey, if you want some more of this stuff, you can check it out on his podcast at uh, whatever it was. And it, I felt like, oh, you were talking right to me that I need to go check it out on his podcast. And then right after the interview ends, you said, okay, everybody. And I'm thinking, well, it's not everybody. It's just me. And especially with the guys that are listening to your podcast, I envision an officer. He's in the car by himself. You know, he's on his patrol and he's he needs something to do. He's got the radio there so he can hear the calls, but maybe he's got a podcast in his ear and he's, so it's just you and him. He's just kind of eavesdropping on your conversation. And then, then you go to the everybody and that kind of disconnects you from him. But then uh, at the end of the show, you say, Hey, uh, you know, have a great shift and be safe. And then I think, I feel like you're back talking just to him again. So I would like to see you try and stay in that, one-to-one -one communication because I think your content will be so much more powerful and it will connect in such a way uh, that would be so much more engaging if it were that one-to-one -one conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I, number one, I love your music. I think it really, I don't know, to me, every time you watch, like I just saw a new video game was coming out, Call of Duty, and it's all heavy Metallica kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, so this probably fits the, uh, the demographic. I thought that was good. I liked the fact that you didn't have a ton of calls to action. I thought it was, and, and like Eric said, you started off really good with the talking to one person. Really, I, I'll just go, whatever just Eric just said is basically, <laughs> he stole all the good answers. All right. So let's take a look at the website. And uh, when I looked at it, the, the nice thing about it, it's got a, a simple layout. Uh, you've got your navigation there on the left-hand side. You've got home, about, uh, podcast episode. You've got a resources section and everything, you know, the, my only thing, Eric, what, what are your thoughts on this? When I looked at this for a while, it's easy to navigate. I, I love the fact that I don't have to hunt for a play button. I don't have to hunt for a subscribe button, but I remember, I forget who told me this. But there's a reason why newspapers are white and print is black. For me, when I was on the website for an extended period reading things, like my eyes get tired. Is that just me? 
Yeah, that's that's white letters on a black background get fatiguing much quicker than black letters on a white background. I think it fits the style of the podcast and the motif that we're trying to accomplish. The graphics look great. I'm glad I don't have to spend a lot of time reading a blog on here because that would get tiring. But just coming for the show notes and getting what I need to get and uh, moving on, I I don't have a big problem with the white on black. But if I were on here for a long period of time, I think my eyes would get quite tired. But I do love the the simple layout, the easy way to find it. One of my favorite things about the website, which many people don't do, but Adam, you did a nice job of it. When I click your about tab. Yeah. Uh, you start with the listener. Most people start with, Hey, I'm Adam and here's how great I am. And here's all the things that I've done. And you start with an, uh, an outward focus. You say, this show is all about this. And our goal is to help you do that. And it's all about you. And if you want more, check it out over here. And then after about three paragraphs, then you get into who you are and what your background is all about. But I love the fact that you start with the listener in mind first. Many people don't do that. Yeah, like I said, my my goal isn't to establish myself as the expert. Um, it's it it would be almost impossible, especially on the broad range of topics that we discuss. Um, so the the blurb about me in there is just so that people know that I do have a background. And my goal is to to basically just give a platform for the people that I'm having on to share their expertise. So. Yeah, but you are somewhat of the expert um, because you're the reporter expert. You may not have done everything of the uh, individuals that you interview, but you do have a background in some of this uh, in some of these fields. And those that you don't, you've talked to people who have and you're you're sort of the the reporter expert rather than the uh, the credentials expert. Mm hmm. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree with that because when I was reading it, and I was like, oh, and note to self, never make Adam mad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, oh. he does have a few of those on there. Yeah, I, I saw that, and uh, the fact that you're back, you're already um, a, a DNA fight science as an instructor trainee, so you're you're still pursuing more knowledge. And I just thought that was cool. I was like, here's a guy that's already got a pretty impressive resume. And you're still, you know, pursuing more knowledge in, in different areas and things like that. And then when I saw Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I was like, yeah, and we're not going to make him mad. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that the uh, menu on the left side of the page isn't very long. There's only six things there. The mm-hmm. resources, you can expand that to find some great resources for your audience. Mm-hmm. I love that the uh, the contact button is easy to find and and super simple to fill out. Um, one thing I would change on the homepage, your uh, newsletter doesn't have a whole lot of juice to it. It's like, hey, if you want to, you want details about upcoming episodes, give me your email address. You know, it wasn't oh, up here. Yeah, I think you have in your, especially in your resources section. You know, maybe if you have a, a list of fifty-two resources or you know, 10 best websites in the industry or something like that, that people could get a little lead magnet to give you their, their email address. Plus you get updates on all of the new episodes that might give somebody a little more enticement to give you their email list. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. 
The other thing I thought that was really cool, go over to the podcast episodes and, and click on any of them. I, I don't know if you do this on purpose or just that's the way it is. They all kind of have the same layout. And yeah. w- what's cool, it's like, here it is. Here's their website. Here's their contact information. And they all have, like, if you go up to the top in the upper right-hand corner, you have this previous, in this case, it's a previous episode, and now you have a next episode. And so I was easily to just go, oh, that looks cool. Oh, that's good. Oh, that looks interesting. And it's just a simple layout, and you could kind of scroll through all your episodes real quick, mm-hmm. and they all have that same black with the, the the same layout. It's a black and white picture with the yellow text. Uh, and I just thought that was, it just, for me, it kind of gives it a, uh, you mentioned earlier that, you know, this is something you do. You do the website with a tool, but it shows that this isn't somebody, I don't know, insert, uh, they don't make Microsoft front page anymore, but there were, there are a lot of bad websites. Google, uh, GoDaddy's website builder for a while was made really horrendous websites. Or for those of us that remember MySpace when it was brown text on a blue background that blinked at you, you know, this has a nice, just overall theme to it, easy navigation. And it just, to me, looked like, okay, this is, you know, the fact that all the images have that same kind of layout, the same text in the yellow text. I was like, yeah, this is cool. It's just a nice brand, I guess, is is kind of part of that. Yeah, I like the image template to the brand. At, at first, when I was first on the page and I saw the player up top, which was great, and I scrolled down and I looked at all the show notes and I got to the bottom and I saw another player and it was the latest episode I thought, well, that might be a little confusing. But then after I was on a few episodes, I thought, well, no, that's not confusing because now that I've been here, I know exactly what it is. And I think it's I think it's a great move on your part to keep people engaged and keep them coming back for more. Not only the player at the bottom, but at the top where Dave pointed out where you can go to the previous episode or the next episode it just keeps people engaged. If they love this one, they're going to love the next one or they're going to love the latest one. And you just, Hey, if you liked what you saw here, check out this one and it keeps Mm -hmm. people engaged. And I think that's a a great move on your part. Yeah. And of course my favorite page, the subscribe page, because that just like, it just makes it easy to find. And here's pick your poison. What do you want? Google, Android, you know, Spotify, so like I said, there really wasn't anything I looked at that I was like, ooh, that's, mm, you know, a couple of little tweaks here. And like I said, just after looking at it for a while, I was like, eh. but I'm with Eric. It fits the theme. You know, if, if you're doing a we've uh, reviewed a horror podcast before, uh, you know, we've had other things. There are times when you you don't want the, the bright, shiny, happy pink website that's just not going to work. And then the only <laughs> no other unicorns. Yeah. The only other thing. And, and again, I'm really nitpicking is I wish the uh, logo in the upper left-hand corner was would take you back to your homepage. But, yeah, that was one thing that I noticed. Mm. I tried to click on that, and it didn't go there, and I had to click on home to yeah. get there. And that's when I went, oh, oh yeah. that's why he has the word home there, because that doesn't do that. I could very easily make it do that. I just honestly didn't think of it. Oh. <laughs> so and well, yeah. it's, it's funny, especially in menus with uh, any kind of, oh, what do they call it? it? It's like blindness. When people have banner ads. And that's just one where I I didn't even notice the word home. I just went right to the logo and was like, oh, that's not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of laughing when uh, I was like, oh, that's because there's a home button, you know, a quarter (laughs) of an inch, a little lower. But all in all, like I said, I I like the overall feel of it and the easy navigation. There's not a bunch of stuff here that's 
getting cluttered. And I love the fact that this is a great example of this is a podcast website. It's not a business that has a podcast. This is a podcast website. So everything you want people to do, listen, subscribe, right there, super easy to do. So uh, that was my overall thought. Yeah, and you can find that again at thebreakdown.ca. And overall, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, because we're up here in Canada. So the the, <laughs> the .ca was just easier to put out than the .com. But. Of course. But overall, I, I'm uh, when I think about this show, it's a great example for me. Almost up there. I don't know if you're up there with like Chameleon Breeder, but this is a niche show. Like the people that are going to that tune into the show that are going to love it are going to be people in your field. And I think if you're not in your field, it's going to be like me, like, wow, these guys, that sounds interesting that. They're just saying that guy got shot in the arm and I need to compress the chest and tourniquets and all the other fun filled things. I was like, I'm so glad I'm not doing that job. I have a whole new respect for the people that do because holy, that was the other thing that I think was kind of a side product is just listening to this going. I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's why I, that's why I'm a teacher and a podcaster. I'm like, that's, that's my thing. So, uh, but uh, Eric, what are your kind of final thoughts here as we wrap things up? I thought it was a solid episode, Adam. I think you have a great conversational style, uh, even though you may not be an expert in the field uh, of every guest. I think you hold your own when it comes to having a conversation with them. You know what questions to ask. And and more importantly, you know which follow-up questions to ask. You know the the point they're trying to get across, and you're able to come right back with them. One question I have for you, when we go through all the acronyms, because the show is meant for a couple different disciplines, whether that's military or police or EMT, do the acronyms transfer across disciplines? So if I'm a if I'm an EMT and you're using SWAT acronyms, would I be able to understand that? Most agencies um, and departments use it's pretty standardized in North America anyway. There are some acronyms that will come out that are agency specific, but a lot of the times when we're talking about like national level or agency level training programs, there's only going to be a handful that are really acceptable or applicable to that group. So even though you may do one of ABC system here, you know what one, two, three and X, Y, Z are just because when you do that training, they reference them in the, in the source material. So perfect. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, can it be more agency specific? Yes. But for the most part too, they understand that the general concept of what it is, it's kind of like first aid. You can take first aid from a ton of different suppliers, but CPR is CPR. It doesn't (laughs) change. Right. Yeah. So uh, just getting back to the acronym thing, you know, uh, you know who your audience is and the acronyms that you use make sense to everybody. So really no sense in in spelling those out because you're at such a high level of the individuals you talk to. Just keep in mind that one person that you're talking to, if they happen to be, you know, pulling their shift by themselves and they're just using you as companionship to talk shop, uh, just pull them in as the third member of the conversation and make them feel welcome and warm by avoiding that group speak and having that one-on-one conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, no, that makes sense. Did you have any questions for us? The one that I had for sure was you'll see that in, in the episode that you guys looked through um, episode 10, I had broken up that episode into two parts. 
because I kind of wanted to try to stick to the 40 to 50 minute time frame. Mm-hmm. And then I, the last episode that I put out episode 12, I let the entire episode run through for the two hours. I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on whether you think that breaking them up, if, if the, like the conversation goes for three hours, if it makes sense to break it up and keep the time the same or close to the same, or to kind of just let them play out as is. Well, what I would recommend you do is pull your audience to figure out where they're listening to the show. So if I'm a police officer and I love your show because I love talking shop, am I listening to it on my eight hour beat as I'm driving around town? And so three hours of an, of a podcast isn't going to bother me because I'm just pausing it when I get out of the car to do business. And when I get back in, I hit play. Or am I listening to it for the, the 45 minutes it takes me to mow my yard? So if you could find out where your audience is consuming the podcast most often, that'll probably tell you whether or not an, a 45 or 50 minute episode is more applicable or if they don't mind a three hour episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, a client once, um, Judy from Farm and Wife was the name of the podcast, and she sent me her first episode. I'm like, man, it's three hours long. And I, I get her on the, the Zoom or whatever, and I'm like... And she goes, what did you think? I said, yeah, it's actually pretty entertaining and educational. And I'm like, but it's it's three hours long. And she goes, yeah, I know. She goes, they think it's too short. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah. She goes, these are guys that sit on a tractor for eight hours a day. She goes, you don't realize this, but most tractors now drive themselves. They're just there to do the turn. And then they, that's why the rows are all straight. It's all robotics. And she goes, so they're bored out of their gourd sitting on a tractor. And they got done with the first one. They're like, hey, that was pretty cool. Where's the next one? And it was three hours long. I always say uh, I, I did an experiment this year where I, uh, Eric and I both get asked a lot about interviews. And so I just did a brain dump of like almost everything I've ever known about either doing an interview or being an interview. And most of my shows are around 40 minutes long, maybe 50 on occasion. And this was like an hour and 10. So I went way long and I didn't get a single person that said, hey, that was way too long because the people because it was super niche contact it was just interviews and uh, the people that liked that episode were like, I actually had one guy go, is there any more? That was really, really good. I'm like, I took everything out of my head and stuck it in that episode. You're not going <laughs> to get any more. So, um, you know, I, it, I, I love Eric's suggestion. Find out who your audience is. I always love the person that like makes the half hour long busy mom show. And I'm like, busy moms don't have a half hour for a podcast. <laughs> it kind of right. depends on. <laughs> on who your audience is. And of course it wouldn't be Dave Jackson. If I didn't quote Valerie Geller, uh, who says there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. So, and that's with the interviews, what I do, then this is just a suggestion. I listen to the question and then I listen, did the person answer my question? Cause you'll be surprised how many times somebody will answer your question, but they won't answer the question. You know, if I ask you, what's your favorite color and you go four o'clock, you gave me an answer, but you didn't answer my question, which was what's your favorite color. So sometimes I'll, and then I'll say, well, okay, they gave me an answer, but is that going to help my audience? And if it's, if the answer is like, no, they kind of went on this weird tangent, I just cut it out. And then I go back and, you know, go to the next one. And so if you, if you feel, you know, if they say, Hey, it's, it's too long. We need, we need your interviews to be 45 minutes long. Then you might look at the questions and go, Oh, you know what? We talked about this here. We talked about it. You can always take, you don't want to make people say things they didn't say, but you can group questions together to kind of say, Hey, in this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, 
the best tools for such and such. And then you could say, oh, but these two questions that I talked to before, I'm going to put these over here because this fit the other questions that we didn't get to. So you can kind of make a theme out of things like that. You just you just never want to make people say things they didn't say. I can't, you know, what's the old joke about, um, oh, there's a stupid joke about it. how often do you beat your wife? And the guy goes, I don't beat my wife. And anyway, but the, you can't take an answer and... <laughs> Add a question to wife beater joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Uh, But um, what I would recommend is uh, people are creatures of habit. Mm. And I I would recommend that whatever length you choose, the podcasts are always roughly that length. Because if they listen to your podcast while they're doing X, they expect your podcast to be that long. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, you know what? Adam always does a show that's about an hour and a half long. That's perfect uh, because I can listen to it as I'm driving over to Chicago and back, you know, that I do once a week. And that's when I listen to a show. I listen to a lot of personal preference. I listen to shows on a regular basis at doing, doing a particular thing. And when somebody comes on and goes, Hey, this one's going to be a short one today. And it's only half as long as it typically is. I'm like, well, one, I feel like I was shorted. And two, what am I going to do for the rest of the time? I got to go find something else to listen to now. So if it's going to be an hour, then make it an hour, try and make it roughly an hour on a consistent basis. That's my own personal preference. Now there's some podcasts that have great audiences, but they're always a different length. Sometimes they're 45 minutes. Sometimes they're two hours. It is what it is, but it, but it's, it's not the same length consistently. You know, it's not like it's always 45 minutes and then one day it's an hour and a half. It's all over the board all the time. So it's consistently inconsistent. So as long as people know <laughs> what to expect when they come to your show, yeah. then I, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer. But I, I think that as you're creating that habit, if they're in the habit of listening to a 45 minute show and then all of a sudden you have a three hour show, I think that throws off that consistency and it throws off that habit. I, uh, I do a podcast where I talk about weight loss cause I'm trying to lose weight. And this one time I didn't really have much. So I did a 15 minute show and it's the most feedback I've ever received because most people that work out work out for at least 20 minutes. And I had like three people, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're, when you get the occasional thing and it's like you do one episode and you wake up the next day and three people are like, Hey, like, where were the other five minutes? Like, I'm on the treadmill, your show's over, and I had to, you know, figure out what else to uh, to listen to. So they'll let you know. And so you can use something like Google Forms. If you just go to forms.google.com, you can make a quick little uh, mm-hmm. poll for your your peeps. And that's where your email list comes in handy, too, because you can say, hey, I'm trying to figure out how to make the show better for you, looking for feedback, and then uh, just make it super sim- simple and you know, quick, uh, you know, what some I've seen some people go, what do you like in the show? What do you wish I would do less of? And then what would be the perfect length for the show? And then that's it. That's a, a super easy poll to kind of figure out if I'm doing things right. And then uh, I know Michael Hyatt is famous for having these polls that take like five to 10 minutes long. And that is I, I would not <laughs> recommend that. Not if you want people to go through the whole thing. So any other questions for us? Yeah, you're talking about feedback there. So I haven't getting quite a bit of feedback. And most of the times it's just like, hey, you know, great job. Keep up the good work. Um, But I had one young gentleman. So he's a younger guy, not in law enforcement, but wanting to get into it. But was like, um, hey, would you mind, um, you know, keeping the swearing to a minimum? 
And I get so in one of the episodes, one of the guys, um, one of the guests had just, you know, he kind of just goes off on tangents sometimes. And in our industry, I mean, the law enforcement military industry, I don't know if you know any friends that are uh, in the army or, or things like that. Um, swearing kind of just happens. It comes yeah. with the territory. So knowing that when I responded to him via email, I said, hey, you know, um, I try not to censor my guests or for that matter, myself, when we're in the middle of a conversation about something, because we could be talking about, say, for example, um, dealing with a subject. And this is what they said verbatim to me. Right. You know, how would you respond? That has to be in there. It's part of the content and the the, the learning part of it. I said, but I could possibly start adding um, an, a, like a a warning or something that there is explicit language in the episode. I wanted to get like, is it, would it be a good idea to like at the beginning of an episode say like, Hey, just an FY there may be some explicit content or even like put it in the show notes. Like where would, where would you recommend I put that if I do put it in? That's a great question. I'm, I'm a little stymied by that because you know, it's the tactical breakdown podcast. This isn't the Disney show. You know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not puppy dogs and rainbows on ice show. I guess if you're going to put one in, it doesn't make any sense to, you know, I would put it at the beginning of the show and, and it doesn't have to be super long. I've just seen people say, you know, kind of like when you did that open, you had the cool music and you could just say at the end, Oh, and by the way, there's a little swearing in this podcast. If you got little ones, you might want to listen to it later. But I'm like, who's going to listen to this show with little ones in the car? Well, that's it. That was that was it. Like, and I know you obviously you can never please everyone. Right. But at the same time, I mean, uh, like, you know, when I listen to a lot of what you guys are doing, I definitely making sure that I'm responding back to everybody and, and yeah. taking into consideration what they're saying. So uh, it was something that was brought up. I, I personally was like, I don't really think it's a major issue. But if right. the podcast expands for whatever reason and the audience grows out in a different direction, if somebody's going back to it, um, like, for example, um, like the interview I did earlier today with which was the Hollywood director about movies and making movies with law enforcement and military in it, that could be applicable to a lot larger, broader audience. If they see that and then they go back into few, uh, past episodes and then it's just, you know, goes into something way off the rails and it's F-bomb this, F-bomb that, then it could turn them off from continuing to, to follow even if they were a new listener, if that makes sense. I kind of uh, picture some of the um, police reality shows, you know, at the beginning they say, hey, uh, due to the graphic nature of what you're about to see, you know, discretion's advised. I would phrase it in, in your style, the way the introduction is phrased. As we talked earlier you want your listeners to know that you know what you're talking about. You guys have been in the trenches and this is the real deal. And just put a little something like that at the beginning. You know, understand that the the conversations in this uh, episode are as real in nature as as they happen in in everyday life. And sometimes the the language gets a little rough. Keep that in mind as you're listening to the show. Yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a parental warning, mm -hmm. but just kind of a heads up. We keep it real here. And, you know, if you're easily offended, this might not be for you because the guys who it is for will go, hell, yeah, that's for me. Turn it up. You know? Yep. Yeah. So if you, if you phrase it in your style, in the way the intro is phrased and just kind of tuck it in there where it's like, 
you, you might hear some words, so just be prepared. I think everybody will get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. I, I especially love the do it in your own style. For a while, Ice-T had a podcast, and he would start off and just, he said, hey, if words like, and then he just dropped them all, offend you, then tune the blank out. You know, it was just hilarious because it was just like, yep, that's iced tea. Uh, and then the other thing you want to do, obviously, is you want to make sure to mark your show explicit. And that's where some people get a little nervous because, and I'm going to butcher a bunch of uh, country names, Bahrain, Bel- Belarus, Brunei, Jerusalem. Uh-huh. Sure. Burkina Faso, Chad, Egypt, India, Jordan, Lebanon, Nepal, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Tun- Tunisia, United Arab United Arab Emirates, Uzbekistan, and Yemen will no longer play your podcast. So you're going to lose all those Yemen people. I know. Shucks. Yeah, doggone it. Um, so, the, I'm sure tactical breakdowns are big in the Middle East. They're it's huge, it. yeah. yeah. They um, can't get enough of it. Yeah. Anything else we can help you with? Ah, oh, geez, guys, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure I, I'd have, oh, I did have one question about the website here. So yeah. I was, um, if I go back to the first episodes, um, I was actually transcribing the episodes, mm. um, and putting the transcripts in, um, do you think that that's a good idea or is it kind of like for bang for your buck versus time, not overly effective? Have you seen any difference in the downloads of the ones that have been transcribed versus the ones that haven't? Uh, not, not noticeably. No. Yeah. That's for me. I get it. I mean, on one hand, it makes sense. More words, more Google juice. The problem is we don't write like we talk and we don't talk like we write. And so for me, if I go to a website and it is straight up, no editing transcript, I immediately leave. So you'll see in some cases where putting a transcript on your website will increase this thing that Google calls a bounce rate, which means I went to their website, looked at one thing and just bolded. And Google doesn't want you to have a high bounce rate. Um, And sometimes you don't have a lot of control over that. Like somebody might go to your website, listen to one episode, be on there for an hour and then leave. And Google still counts that as a bounce. I'm like, no, it's not. They were here for an hour. Come on. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's one of those, it's kind of a dealer's choice. I don't know. What do you think, Eric, when it comes to transcripts? Yeah, to me, uh, a transcript is a lot of work for a little payoff. You know, I might put in some highlights in there. If you have a part of an answer that was really uh, engaging, I might add that in there. But transcribing a a 45-minute interview for the amount of return you're going to get from it seems like a lot of work. Yeah. And you can do things like if you wanted to, you could offer it as a download for people. So, cause I mean, there are always those people like, well, wait a minute, what about the deaf community? They can't hear the podcast. They would love a transcript. So if that's something that is motivating you, you can always provide it. Uh, but I'm with Eric. I've done some things in the past where I'll, I'll have something transcribed. I'll use uh, otter.ai you get six hours of transcripts a month for free. And I'll do that, especially if it's a show like this, where I want to look over the whole conversation and pick out the good points and, and go, Oh, this needs to be mentioned as something that we talked about. So a lot of times I will create bullet points, 
by looking at the transcript. And then I can also, uh, in some cases, see where I need to, like, hey, we had a whole, you know, we had three paragraphs here. Where we went on a tangent about, you know, sports or something. And I'm like, that doesn't fit in here. It'll, it'll like, oh, I'm, I need to go back in and edit that or something like that. Mm-hmm. Before I record my episode, I kind of, uh, I don't script it out verbatim, but I kind of write out my thoughts so I can make sure I hit the points that I want to hit. Then I record it and I ad lib a lot in the middle of it. And I expand on some things here and there. And I add some stories to it when I'm ready to post it. I just post my notes, my literal show notes on the website. And, uh, I don't see a big difference in downloads when I, when I have just a short outline compared to uh, a really long, almost transcript of the show. Uh, but you know, my, my Google juice is good. I mean, if you Google podcast coach, you know, Dave and I are right there. So, um, I can't say for sure that a transcript will help what you do, but more words and and more outline will definitely help people find what you're doing. Yeah. Eric, Mm -hmm. Eric does the same thing I do. I originally, I would come up with like four or five bullet points and I would just riff off those four bullet points. And then after I recorded it, everything's done and I'm uploading the MP3 file and I'm listening again to expand on those bullet points. Inevitably, I would always go, oh, you know what? I should have said this. And so I, I now do kind of what Eric does. I basically type up a blog post to help me flush out what it is I really am trying to say in this. And then I'll take those. I'll make my bullet points and uh, then I'll do the recording there. So it's it's one of those things how you... That's almost like the art of podcasting. Some people love transcripts. Some people hate them. How you get the words out of your mouth is kind of up to you. But that's that's something I do now. I, I basically type up a blog post and then I just I don't read that. I don't want to read to people. That'll put them to sleep. So, yeah, I mean, I'm doing everything 100 percent on my own. So when it comes down to the episode, like I'm building out the the graphics, I'm doing the, the web pages, I'm doing the editing, I'm doing everything. So the transcript, even though I'm using one of those softwares where they do it and they give you the 80, 90% solution, yeah. a, a lot of, especially like you said, like an episode like this, I would almost not even do it because there's so many acronyms and, and different things in it that I have to go through. And I'm almost, I might as well just type it out myself. Yeah. That's, that's for me when I went through and added some punctuation and fixed the words that were, you know, weird that they couldn't figure it out. By the time I did all that, I could have typed it myself and I just went, I'll just do that. So that's, that's how I handle it. But you know, your mileage may vary. (laughs) Awesome. I I don't think I have any more questions. uh, Awesome. Well, thank you so much. If you would like to have, your show right here on the podcast review show it's super simple just go over to podcastreviewshow.com adam's got the seat all warmed up you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com adam what's your website uh thebreakdown.ca and eric where can people find you find me over at podcasttalentcoach.com thanks so much for listening to the podcast review show we'll see you again real soon with a new episode This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.